0: Hey, Adam. Yeah. Chromatics. First thing. Free association. I'm for them. You're for them? Yeah. Okay. What else? What else?
1: Um, it's a little claustrophobic <laughs> because they're so close together. They are close together. Let's yeah. get into it. Okay. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Mars. <laughs> you're listening to the You'll Hear podcast. Jazz. Explain. We really can't explain what we were just talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, people before. could know what oh, just happened. Okay. That got, that got dark, you. man. That got dark. Close. But yeah. we're not here to go dark. We're here to
0: go close. Close. Not close we're, to darkness. No. Close to other notes, you, as in half steps, right? Even other chords, as in half step. Because we've been... Maybe we should just sh- show instead of tell. Yeah.
1: Well, give, them, give them a little taste. Give them a little taste there. That's chromatics. chromatic
0: scales. Right. But we're talking today about chromatics, but specifically, or mostly, in voicings, right? In voicings Mm -hmm. and within chord
1: progressions specifically. When do you use them?
0: How do you use them? Everything you ever wanted to know. Exactly.
1: Like... What are they? Where do you use them? Why do you use them? I think the why is a pretty important right. question we can hit on here. But, but we have a couple to, of maybe. examples that we can maybe discuss. Cool. So, Peter, you want to start it off? What's your first uh, thought about using chromaticism within a chord progression? So the idea here is we have a chord progression. Are you, do you have an example maybe of a tune or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple. What what's what
0: tune are you going to use? Oh, I don't know. Oh. But I was just thinking like a like a uh, like a two five one introduction that I always hear as... Mm. Um, it always reminds me of Nat King Cole Because I don't even remember the tune But there's a great string arrangement It's just the strings playing And they start I think it's chestnuts, examples, chestnuts Oh, is that right chestnuts? Yeah. Okay Right You know, something like that But basically it's a 2 B flat minor Or whatever key he's doing I think it's, yeah, A flat And then to a 5 Yeah or Maybe to a 3, 6, whatever But the whole idea is It's like you can go 2 So to be clear here, what Peter's doing... But I'm not actually doing any chromatic. You're yet.
1: not doing anything no. chromatic there. That's just a 2-5 and A-flat. Yeah. Right? Going yep. to A-flat major. Exactly. So B-flat minor 7, E-flat 7, to A-flat major. Now, where does the chromatic come so in? So we're and starting this... from below,
0: ah, which is a little okay. unusual because a lot of times we're thinking chromatic's starting from above or shifting to and above. And so like a dominant chord below, a major no. chord below? Chromatic. Everything is chromatic, so there's no diatonic movement. It's exactly a half-step. Look, chromatics are always based upon half-steps, yes. right? Yeah. The chromatic scale play it, love it, learn it, right? Learn it, yeah. Um, have so have I blow. take the voicing that I would use on the B-flat minor. This is very basic. Root, shell, and five. Which is normally a no-no, but it sounds good. it so. sounds great. And so basically I'm just going A-minor seven below to the B-flat seven. Right. And then if I wanted to keep it going for fun, I could go below... So that would be A-minor to B-flat minor, same voicing, and then I'm going to actually up to an E flat sus, but I go to a D sus. That's and below, that, above, and below.
1: That technique of using the half step below—it's not as much talked about as what we'll talk about next, yeah. which is from above. But from a half step below, it gives everything a nice lift. Like it you feel—it feels very buoyant, obviously, because you're like you're just going. Right yeah. up. And notice dynamically too. You're sort of phrasing you're not like No. Right. You're sort of phrasing into your target here, which is a loaded word, but
0: yeah. target of the of the second chord, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah, and then kind of where else you go, whether you you, you have choices like like where it doesn't have to be strictly chromatic, which is fine. You can jump back. I mean, I know we're talking about chromatics today, but the other flip side of that is always diatonic stuff. So if you think about the B-flat minor or A-flat major with this voicing, we move it around diatonically. Right? But the chromatic, very different, same voicing. The combination, I think, is always interesting. As okay. long as the melody kind of leads things.
1: So let me ask you a question. So, okay, yeah. so that if I'm doing a 2-5 in A-flat here, then I can you know, for 2-3-4... Every time, right? Well, You do it all the time. Once that.
0: you start it, you have to keep doing No, it. no. Au contraire, mon frere, as they would say in <laughs> Paris. Okay. <laughs> oh. In fact, you don't. You definitely want to like find those opportunities to leave the chromatics or even make some skips. You might still be chromatic, but you're not setting it up as like an endless robotic kind of a pattern. It's more of like a just a technique that we use and we start to combine. When you're practicing it, chromatics is like in a way is the easiest thing to practice. Your hands may not be accustomed to them, yeah. but especially on the guitar, hello. I mean, hello. if you're open string, you can chromatic all day. Just slide your hand up and yeah. down. But it's kind of similar with the piano though. You find your shape. You do, but it's, but chromatically moving is pretty Yeah, like yeah. Take that one and move it up. No, no, like, so the root seven, three. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, but you're a good player. You know those. But if you don't know those voicings chromatically, like you're making all those subtle shifts with your fingers, pretty like intuitively, you know, unconsciously. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Peter's not sitting here working out the fingering to that. It's, no. It's all just a subtle thing. But right. it's definitely not as easy as so, just that. Okay, if you don't do it every time, why are we using this chromatic
0: from below? Well, this is a very complicated question with a very complicated answer, because okay. it sounds good. Ah, that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> no, it does sound And good. I think it's because it's, it's, it's really driven off of the mo- melody often. So mm-hmm. the same reason you don't always want to go. You know, you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know so if we go you know um, let's see that's kind of more interesting sometimes than right so if we go as opposed to hey yeah right yeah gives you a little more tension little more... Um... So that's the key to me. Okay. It gives you a little... Oh, you little... led me right where you wanted to go. <laughs> well, no, you
1: were going there, but the, it gives you a little bit more tension, right? Yeah. Music and the way that we use music, especially within improvised music, is this sort of crafting of tension and release, right? That's what it's all about from a very grand scale. So like, you know, if you're playing a tune like chestnuts roasting on an open fire, the Christmas song, right? There's a bridge to that tune. That bridge provides tension to the A sections, right? right. So At there's a more of a, a bigger
0: level. That's more a of bigger level. level.
1: And then you could go down literally to Nat King Cole's intro, which is... You know, which is smaller tension even amongst the first chord of the intro, and that's what we're all about here: is creating tension and releasing it. So, absolutely, I love talking about this like parallel minor from, or just chromaticism from below because it doesn't get talked about a lot. But its cousin gets talked about quite a bit. And uh, Peter, maybe we can do a little experiment here if you don't mind. Could you play the, Could you play the F below middle C and the B below middle C at the same
0: time, please? The F below middle C
1: and oh, the B. Sorry. Right, right. Now, below that, play uh, a G in your left hand. Ooh. All right, nice. Now, uh, experiment time. So
0: I'm just a monkey. Tell me what to do. Keep the F and the B. Keep
1: the F and the B. Yes. And instead of the G, go down a tritone. That is a D flat seven. So we went from G seven, right, where F is the seventh and B is the third, the dominant G seven, to D flat, where F is the third and C flat is the is the dominant seven. So these two chords are very very important, and it leads us to our next bit of chromaticism, which is something that many of you probably know all about, and some of you maybe have heard, but maybe you don't understand fully. But it's the tritone substitution. Yes. And the reason why it's so used is because you can uh, essentially put a five on any chord by simply putting a dominant chord a half step above it. So any major chord, any minor chord, and any dominant chord, you can approach it from its five, which is added tension, right? Simply by playing the dominant chord a half step above. So what do I mean by that if we go? And this always works in every situation, right? Pretty much. We're guaranteeing. I it. mean, you can overuse it for sure. Well, we can't guarantee anything. But this does actually, uh, I mean, Peter, yeah. you're a master of this. I made a, a YouTube video about this a few months ago, and I used a bunch of clips of you doing this because I feel like you have such a great concept naturally on this. But the idea is if you have any chord, really it's part of any progression here. So if we were to do like Have You Met Miss Jones, right? Um, so this, you know, Maybe you do a D minor. D minor 7 is your second chord, right? Yeah. Just keep it straight down the middle, right? You can add uh, a 5 chord, E flat 7, before your your D minor 7. Or maybe you add a 5 chord to the 2, A flat 7. Now, why am I saving 5 chord if it's a, if it's a half step right. up? Because look at what E flat 7 is uh, here. It's G and D flat is the 3rd and the 7th. And if we put the tritone, if we move the bass up a tritone... That's A7 now, which of course is five of our D minor seven, right? Yeah. So just by thinking of it as, oh, it's a dominant chord, half step up, you get the same effect as an A7, yeah. but it's a little bit slicker because it gives us that chromatic
0: movement down. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it really, it's like, we're thinking about where we're coming from and especially where are we going? Totally. It's like, it's a journey so that it's not just random substitutions. It has some... Girding in the form, even though we're altering it. But you—that's why I think a lot of people mess up. They're like, oh, "I'm going to do alterations. It's going to be random and vertical and like static ideas. We're going to jump from this to this." Yeah.
1: Well, and and the the great part about this is, like I said, is you could actually use this pretty much anywhere. Yep. So this is the entire um, right. This is the entire uh, A section to have you met Miss Jones. Literally, it's just a one. Six, two, five, three, six, two, five. You can literally add tritone subs in front of each one of those chords. Mm. Little chromaticism there, built yeah. in. Yep. adding a slightly larger level slightly longer level tritone substitutions i mean that's like the most you can do but when you do that now you're adding all of this tension but it's tension that makes sense it's tension that is just essentially a five chord but with that bass note a tritone substitution away now one uh important note here people often ask me like what kind of dominant seven chord do you use on these tritone subs more often than not, especially on a tritone sub, you'll hear players using the Lydian dominant sound. So yep. like a dominant 7 sharp 11. You wouldn't do like necessarily do like E7 altered and then A7 or A flat 7 altered. Right. I mean, you could for extra add attention, right. but mostly uh, players uh, are playing like a dominant, right. a Lydian dominant sound because yeah. it gets you uh, that sort of unresolved. I'll give me a little baseline here with all of those one. Two, one, two, three, and. So all of those were Lydian dominant. I was trying to get the sharp 11 in as much as possible. But you can hear that it because they're not super weighted, uh, they work well with that half slap half step slide down
0: now just for clarification for me yeah i'm a little slow on these things on the uptake sometimes so are you going to the e flat seven or to the e seven e right? flat seven interesting so that's substitute for from, from the a seven yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah i was you could also think about it as the tritone substitution of the b flat can't you because normally like well, ah, right. so yeah, so what? Okay, this is. Let's talk and about then we've this. We've got actual chromatic movement down with the bass note. So
1: sometimes on a on a longer one six two five, which this is yeah. right, you'll hear someone do uh, sub in a one four, four three, three six two. Some of your traditional ice cream changes, as we say in the loop. ice cream changes, and yes, you could tritone sub each one of those. So what we did here was F major seven, B flat seven or B flat major, but yeah. usually B flat seven, A minor seven, D seven landing to the g it gets you to the same place at the same time right so yeah. that was a one four three six two now we can tritone sub some one yeah right or all of them or so just some of them if you tritone sub the b flat that's an e7 right so yeah you could go to tritone sub the a that's yeah. an e flat seven so now you have a chromatic thing yeah down to D7 and then ending up on you could yeah. end up on tritone sub that I'm forcing you to a total so you could literally tritone sub everything yeah. out here would your head explode if you did that or with the might. listeners or you could choose a couple so maybe you go F to E7 to a, A7 As the and then on. to A yeah. flat 7 yeah. you, know, you can
0: pick which ones you want to do a lot do. of possibilities actually with these when you start thinking about it like that totally I would almost say infinite possibilities, but we don't do public math on this show because that trips us up. We definitely don't. But it's an endless well, the tritone sub.
1: Remember, most often than not, not always, but most often than not, you want it to be a dominant seven chord. You can do all the math of it's a tritone sub away from its five, but it's easiest to think about a half step above what your target is. And most often than not, it's a Lydian dominant sound, a a dominant
0: seven with a sharp 11. And I think a good way of thinking about, you know, it's usually a dominant chord. It's, it's probably almost always either a dominant chord or a chord that you could sub it into being a dominant chord. By that I mean if you go one, four, that's dominant, and then three would normally be minor, but you can play the three dominant. as a dominant. So yeah. it'd be like... And same on the six. Well, yeah. the six is. And then the two... Totally. As like long as it works with the melody. As long as it works. As long as it works with the melody, and then when you get to the solo, you can even get a little bit more liberal with your well, with your substitutions of minor That's for right.
1: Because remember, as the soloist, you're creating the melody. You're improvising yep. a melody. So you, and
0: you're always jumping off like the two chords. Like if we think about a two five one, or even like a one six two five, that's supposed to be major seven, dominant or minor seven. That you can already substitute the six minor. But if you make them all dominant, even the one. Like, like you, I'm going to play this. You p- just play the melody, which this shouldn't work, but I think it's going to work. All right. One, two, one, two, three, four.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah. That's all dominant chords. Yeah. Well,
1: because dominant chords they are And that's just shells un- they're unsettled. They're tense by
0: nature. Right? right. So And the drama, like the resolution this is built in, even if you substitute out these chords with the bass line, kind, of, kind of sort of how the math works, that it's gonna resolve itself. Yeah. And then when you got the melody or the soloing like that melodic resolution as well linked in with that form of 8 8 8 8 that's already taken you there that's got that's part of the tune so it almost gives you more opportunities to All right, we do we got to
1: stop before we we completely nerd ourselves to death here Nerding. but the takeaways here the first example that Peter was talking about was you literally move whatever voicing you're playing whatever chord you're playing you kind of pivot down a half step resolving it to your ultimate target and then the other way is the uh, the classic uh, tritone substitution. Peter, We put a link in the in the show notes here to that video I made about tritone subs, which kind yeah. of explains them in detail, and there's a PDF and everything. If you're new to the tritone sub game, uh, it can be a game changer, e- and you don't have to you know, do what we were doing where we're doing literally everything is tritone sub. Sometimes just a really subtle tritone sub at the right place can yeah. like really add a lot to what you're trying to do. At the very least, when you're soloing adding a tritone sub uh to your to your soloing can give you that extra tension that sometimes you need peter you're a master of you know being able to throw in oh go on now uh these tritone subs to great effect peter's typing in now so i think (laughs) i think we got it man we got it that was cool
0: good episode great i think we nailed it you know what i want us to start doing a new feature we haven't done a feature in a while we, do a, we should do ne- new feature Friday. <laughs> Remember when we used to do, you know, so our new features, we're going to talk about features that have fallen at the end of the episode. <laughs> the new
1: feature is the feature graveyard.
0: Yeah, the f- features that have fallen off of our radar. Remember when we used to do, and wait till the end, there's a bonus. Like we'd say seven Bonus things. Jonas. Bonus Jonas was at the end. We yeah. to- totally stopped doing that. Um, but no, the new feature now. I mean, oh like, yeah, this is what I was thinking for the new feature. Okay. How about if we do just like a twenty second recap, a little grading of ourselves, maybe even perchance each other at the end of the episode. Okay. Like I'll show you what I'm thinking. Okay. Like that was a pretty good episode. I think we nailed it. I was pretty good. I could have been a little bit
1: more clear on my introduction to tritone subs. I, like, I agree. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give myself a, s- a B-. minus. No like B
0: minus B. is that's like writing Mezzo forte. I'm not a fan of Buddy, the B I high. have high expectations. <laughs> have no, high. But, but no, I know, but B minus is basically an F. Damn <laughs> <done>? <laughs> No, Because what would be the difference between a C plus and a B? Oh mine? my God. That's the way we run my household. Wow, you That's poor what kids. my kids love That's me right. so <laughs>
1: That's why your kids go like to that. very nice schools. No, but
0: you know what I'm saying? Like B minus, like that's, it shouldn't be that different from a solid B, but it is. Cause basically you're saying like, you know, <laughs> B-
1: is basically an F damn.
0: Yeah. Okay. Woo. See, I was glad we're doing this new feature. I got you laughing. I, I'm man. just saying like, uh, I have
1: for me, like Promised land is everything is clear in about
0: 25 sentences, right? and and we've got so this. that's an a minus i would say i like i'm a big okay. i'm a fan i'm a fan of the a minus more than a b minus or even just a solid b so what does a b minus look like is an it, f. <laughs> just a totally is a total failure well, it's not a total failure. what does an f look like no an f is you don't show up that's like an incomplete you know what oh, I mean? okay okay, yeah, yeah all right well so i mean so maybe we got our i mean like if we're professionals everything should be an a or a b and we should are on a day we we do an episode that it's a b we should already be like Ugh. you know because we usually bring our a game right I'm sorry we bring in our a game i mean i'm trying to but yeah, apparently no, but the, why are we talking about bringing our b minus i'm not talking about wanting to bring the b minus game i this feel was, like this was an this was an a perhaps an a minus this episode i just got I an idea a for a
1: new feature by the way what it's a feature where we rate <laughs> our
0: ratings feature so how do you think that first one went <laughs> that'll be a bonus <laughs> <laughs> bonus jonas yeah um, all right well till uh, next episode
1: you'll hear it